0: There's joy in every journey.
2: One of my favorite people in sports media, both on and off camera, really talented. In fact, NBA Crunch Time, which is presented by Caesar Sportsbook, is back with this gentleman. It's the NBA's only whip-around show. It's free. It's commercial-free. Go on the NBA app uh, tomorrow night, Thursday night, 8.30, you East Coasters. But 5.30, those of us out here on Pacific Time, with the one and only... Jerry Greenberg. will take you to the biggest moments of the night as they happen. The whip around—it's really, really good. Good morning, Mr. Greenberg. Man, you know how to butter me up by talking about crunch time. Crunch time, baby. I love it. I. You know what? I've already told. I've already said this to you. I, I need it more often. I just need it to be yeah. every night. It's such a especially when there's a lot of games. It's great.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, I'd, I'd love to. I, I mean, not that my kid ever needs to see me. You know, he's only seven months old. He, he can he can be fine without seeing me every day. That's fine. We can do it. Uh, we just need the schedule makers to be a little more cooperative by putting multiple, you know, more games on the schedule every night.
2: You know what? This is the time to be aware, of, though, because, yeah, he ain't going to remember. Exactly. I mean, tell him you love him, you know, pick him up, hold him. It's when he's four, Daddy, don't you love me, that it gets really, really hard. <laughs> really, really Will we tricky. We, be
1: able to speak by then? we hope, right?
2: We'll be able yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a, yeah, yes. I mean, okay. your kid might be talking in six weeks just because you know what it runs in the family. Loquaciousness can run in the family, <laughs> as I as I understand it. Um, I, I am not loquacious on many things, uh, Jared, but I am on my – people would call it disdain. I would say it's actually a reported perspective on Doc Rivers. I've been saying this for years, and you, you may not agree. Uh, I, I guess J.J. Reddick agrees. What do you make of all the circus and – Um, noise around Doc's beginning, his start, and and now the assessment from a pretty prominent NBA voice about Doc's lack of accountability.
1: Yeah, uh, interesting. Um, You know, I think it goes back to his, his Clipper days where J.J. played for him, where there was a ton of, for lack of a better word, excuses made for why the team didn't succeed, some of them more viable and justified than others. I think injuries had a lot to do with it, but there was also opportunity to overcome adversity, um, and to win. And they just, they didn't do it at the highest level. And then that, that transferred into Philadelphia, certainly, and, and blaming of, of people who, who probably deserve that blame. But I think, I think what people want from Doc Rivers, you know, listen, we're in the business of putting a microphone in front of people's faces or, um, taking what people say and, and making it into content as, as you do on your radio show every day and as I do on NBA TV and on TNT as well. Um, so we, we don't want to muzzle these people and tell them to stop talking. But I think what we're looking for for Doc Rivers is to say, and also, I deserve some of the accountability and I am to blame. And, and, and listen, Ben Simmons was an issue. Ben Simmons uh, maybe couldn't be a champion, but it is on me to develop him to help him or to make the necessary changes that can help us be I think that's what we're looking for from Doc and we have not heard just yet.
2: Jared Greenberg, I um I really like the Milwaukee Bucks organization and the people in it. I am from that part of the country. I'm from northeast Iowa. So didn't grow up a a Bucks fan, but we sort of you know, we all root from where we're from. I'm not the biggest Doc guy, but that's fine. But I would be I would be happy to see them have success. Putting the Doc Rivers question aside, right, just presuming that he's going to figure it out, which I think he will, at least in the regular season. I think he will. I find the East to be really, really difficult. I'm not saying, for example, the Cleveland Cavaliers are going to win four series, but I think they can win a series or two people don't expect if things break the right way. And I'm not going to rule out the Miami Heat just yet. And we'll see what happens with Embiid and whether they become challenging again. And the Knicks are for real. I'm sorry, Knicks fans. Yes, yes, yes. I know Jalen Brunson's great. Do you see the Eastern Conference with as many landmines for teams like Milwaukee and even Boston as I do? Do you think it's as deep and as difficult as I happen to?
1: So I I want to change some of the wording you said. I I think that there is a lot of parity outside of Boston. I I am a firm believer in Boston. I would be anything, but I I would be stunned if Boston does not come out of the Eastern Conference. Outside of Boston, I think there is this group of teams that has a couple of strengths, but mostly has question marks. So whoever that other team outside of Boston that makes it there is going to have to overcome some of their own weaknesses. And I think just to clarify something on Milwaukee, that whether you're not the biggest basketball fan or whether you are, and you're still looking at their standings, the, the Eastern Conference, and you say, well, Milwaukee's in pretty good shape. How how, is, how, how do you have that many questions about them? It's, it's because it's it's based on history. We know that there are regular season teams in the NBA, and there are teams that are built for playoff success. And the success that this team has had this year comes with a lot of red flags saying they're not transferable skills where we can see success in the playoffs for reasons A, B, and C. And a lot of it has to do and and I think I said this on your show earlier this season Bill, like their offense was really good, top 4, top 3 at times in in, in the NBA. And I still looked at that offense and said, "Man, like I know we're talking a lot about their defensive issues and their defense is the biggest issue, but I have not seen a team with two of the most dominant and lethal offensive players, scare me. Like, I feel like you put a good coaching staff and give them 48 hours to prepare between games, and they're going to be stifled on the offensive end, and I think that's part of the problem. So, yeah, I think Milwaukee comes with its own set of issues. Cleveland has its own set of issues. New York, Miami. So, to me, it's Boston's conference to win. There's going to have to be another team that plays
2: them in the Eastern Conference Finals, and it could be a big surprise like we had last year. Jared Greenberg hanging out here on the show, NBA on TNT, NBA TV. Can I just be honest with you, Jared? I find it really hard to say NBA on TNT and NBA TV back-to-back. I have to really – because it's it's kind of a tongue twister. The fact that yeah, I you mean, do both. I can both, simplify it
1: for you. So we've got this new name now. You can just call us TNT Sports.
2: Oh, is that the new thing? Everybody's yeah, got it. Yeah. we got a new name. Yeah. Paramount Plus. Yay. Uh, TNT Sports. Yep. But, dude, you do, you do the NBA on TNT. That is a big freaking deal. I'm going to keep saying it. I'll deal with the <laughs> tongue I pinch myself every day. I don't understand how <laughs> it is. You're good at it, dude. I, I, I love watching you on, on the old TV. Jared Greenberg here on uh, here on the show. So, you were an indie. Um, look, man, I, I hate the All Star game. I know you, you probably can't. I, I don't want to hate it. I loved the Steph versus Sabrina thing, it was awesome. It was awesome. So good. I really enjoyed the three-point contest. It, I'm not breaking major news here talking about the fact that the game doesn't have a lot of defense. Do you think th- this thing needs to be fixed, or do you think all of us need to adjust our expectations for what that weekend is going to be?
1: No, I, I, I think it absolutely needs to be fixed. And I, I think we need to get back to the root core of what it is. the weekend for the fans. And the one who's funding it all, my company, <clears throat> you know, is, has, has high expectations for it. Um, and, and I think that, you know, it, it goes back to the whole load management thing. It goes back to players devaluing and taking the integrity away from uh, the 82-game the, the regular season. Like, at some point, the, the NBA is going to bite the hand that feeds it, and it's going to cost them. And this is no secret. Like, there's a major there's major negotiations going on right now that will have a direct impact on the next set of collective bargaining agreement conversations that happen because the salary cap's gonna be impacted. The NBA has these you know dreams of grandeur of what this new T V deal is gonna look like and they have every right to feel that way. But are they going to get what they are asking for? And I don't know the answer. I'm not obviously privy to these conversations, but players' salaries have increased whatever ten times tenfold over the last, you know, twelve years or so, whatever whatever that number is, I'm not sure. But it's directly related to the TV contracts, right? Like back in the day, ticket sales meant everything. Now it's TV contracts. And if you continue to devalue what the people, what, what, the, what those media companies are getting, and in turn what the advertisers are giving those media companies, and in turn what the fans are spending with those advertisers, you're going to eventually bite the hand that's feeding you. And I don't think these players have that vision at all.
2: I mean, here's 100% co-sign Jared Greenberg. Very, very insightful, very smart. Let me add to that, and you tell me if you think this is accurate or not. I love doing radio. I love most days working with Pretty Daddy over here, the executive producer. Like, I, I have two jobs in radio I love doing. But if I had 20 or 50 or $300 million in the bank, I, can, I don't know to what degree. I'd like to think I'd put in the same work, the same effort, the same passion. I, I'm not sure that I would. and to, Many of the people who are the driving forces in the NBA don't have to worry about the next contract. LeBron James is going to be wealthy whether or not he devalues the product. And that is true for, for all of these guys. And so I think one of the dilemmas is, as you noted, with BRI where it is, with the, with the split of the pie the players get in the collective bargain agreement now, and to your point, the amount of money that is just rushed into the economics of the NBA because of the TV deals, all of these guys are wealthier even for NBA players than they probably ever imagined 20 years ago. I don't I don't know how you motivate massively wealthy people in any business to work incredibly hard at something if they don't feel like they have to. Well, listen, again, I
1: know I'm no economic expert. I'm certainly no expert on unions, but but I would I would go to the union and and say, "Your job yeah. is just not for the here and now, it's for the future." And you know, one of the things you hear about the older players talk about and we we saw this uh, and a great feature um, on, on TNT. I don't know if you caught it on the pregame show the other day, but just talking about how the players almost threatening to strike from the All-Star game back in the day led to the, a pension plan and where we are now. Point of it being is twofold. Number one, not everybody in the union is as rich as LeBron James, right? And so LeBron James doing things like not showing up to Saturday practice oh. and basically saying I have better things to do is is not just hurting. The media, it's hurting the union. And then the the other part of it is, um, I w- I would say not only looking towards the future and say, hey, five, ten, fifteen, twenty, thirty years down the road, our responsibility is to make sure that those that generation of players is in a better place than we were in, which is hard to imagine. But yes, like that has to improve. That's the goal of the union. The other part of it is, not everybody's as rich as LeBron. And yes, there's a huge there's this huge group of guys who are making unbelievable money which they they earn and they deserve and all of that but there is still a part of that union that is not getting compensated at that rate there's still players on two-way deals and players in the g league who i get it are not necessarily part of that union but who that union should be looking out for and if if you're only tending towards the one percenters or the five percenters or whatever it may be you're in, in in the end you're hurting the greater good and i think this is a real problem that the players association needs to rectify and understand and it's going to take somebody who's not making 50 million dollars a year to stand up and
0: say something
2: and you're 100 percent right about the union someone has to look out for the long-term interests of the players and it is not lebron james and it shouldn't be and again if i if i had 50 million dollars in the bank i'm not sure how much i'd be looking out for pretty daddy's future whatever that says about me it's probably human nature um Jared, speaking of LeBron, and by the way, I like LeBron, and I think you like LeBron too. I, I like him, I but did. he's a comp, he's a complicated guy. And you're so right, you're so right about the Saturday thing. It is. You didn't say this. I will. It is so obnoxious. I, I don't care if LeBron does a farewell tour the last two years, or he pulls a Tim Duncan, but his whole fifty fifty. I mean, come on. Well, is there first any? First of
0: all, first of all, yeah. first of all
1: let, let, let's be honest. It is one hundred percent, one hundred percent. That he's doing a farewell tour. That's right? the que- right. And, I mean, and, and there may be and there may be two of those farewell tours, but there will be a tour, right? He, he uh, Tim Duncan, it, it does not exist for LeBron James.
2: That's it. That was the question. I mean, I like LeBron, and I covered him a lot, and I made a lot of um, not money, but my a lot of my career, like opportunity, is, yeah, is predicated the the, the keystones are just calling lebron out for insulting people's intelligence i mean i like lebron but bro we all know you're doing a fair that's just a question uh last one for you mr greenberg not a hoops question what was the best meal you had in Indy?
1: um uh so i mean i i had like three meals at harry and izzy's which was it's good it's good um
2: if you went three times, it must be good. I do the same There's thing
1: the, when I travel. The the, the issue – so the thing that I love about Indianapolis is that you can walk the entire city. The entire yeah. city is walkable. The problem yeah. was it was too cold. It was not appropriate to walk, so getting a car service like an Uber or a Lyft um, became a problem. I, I was waiting like 45 minutes for an Uber that was three minutes away, so I eventually said screw it. Instead of going to this really highly recommended place that I thought was going to be really cool, I'm just going to go back to Harry and Izzy's, which is a good old standby. It's next to St. Elmo's. I think it's owned by St. Elmo's. And it was – it's fine. It's good. Pro tip.
2: I had this at the in-season tournament where I couldn't get an Uber and then two Uber drivers at my hotel because I – like an idiot, I stay at the Renaissance because it's usually quiet. But the rodeo – I don't know anything about rodeos. The rodeo – like the Super Bowl of rodeos was next to my hotel. A fight broke out between two – not Prius, two Tesla drivers, and one Tesla driver tried to hit the other Tesla driver with their car, and the car's automated system stopped. It was crazy. So I can relate to your story.
1: (laughs) Oh, my – Couldn't get out of there. So, so, like, it's a small – it's a great small city to, to walk when it's nice. The problem yeah. was they, they just could not handle the amount of cars, which I'm curious about because they had the Super Bowl there. They had, obviously, a Final Four, but a little different because it was during the pandemic. Like, how, how did those events I, work out? I covered
2: I covered a Super Bowl there back in the day, pre-Uber, though, or right on the – and I walked everywhere, but the right. – I'm trying to – the weather was f- okay. It was right. – I, I remember the Skywalk system, and then I could – yeah, it was nice. It was 40s yep. or something. Yeah. Yep. All right, buddy. Well, good talking to you. Um, I'll get with the schedule makers so that they Thank schedule you. enough games. By the way, I yeah. would watch you whip around for three games. Like, I don't – I need more Jared Greenberg, right? Like, it's the Greenberg. Yeah. You know, like, I, you know I I need, what I'm saying? I need
1: multiple – like, I need, I need, like, three to four games simultaneously. Like, the other night we had – it, and I think we'll have it again uh, tomorrow night when we do the show. Like, when there's eight games going on simultaneously, it just gets me going. If, if you've ever seen me do it, um, you know, I turn into a different person it's 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 a lot of fun check us out I, and again like you said bill it's free to watch and it's commercial free like what else do you get in life that you don't have to pay for and you don't have to watch ads while you do it right so nba app tomorrow night eight thirty eastern 5 30 pacific i'm going to give you everything you need to know about the nba if you're gambling on it if you're worried about injuries you want to see big moments stars
0: all that got it
2: i caught this sort of on accident i went to watch some league pass game before the all-star break and it was on and it was so good. And I'm not just saying this. You were so good. So wherever you're Thank listening, you. dear listener, Jared S. Greenberg, it's free, and it's it's a great way to consume hoops. Uh, my friend, as always, appreciate you. Thank you. Thank and I guess you. I'll see you in the conference finals, the finals, one of these days.
1: Yeah, I'm sure I'll run into you in the playoffs somewhere, buddy. And stop, right. stop complaining about the weather in L.A. Nobody feels bad for you.
2: <laughs> it's cold <laughs> here, man. It's like 57. <laughs> I will. I'll yeah. stop. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to you later, dude